Hey everyone, welcome back to the Business Hogs Podcast, a podcast where we talk about business, self-improvement, and economic issues. Today is episode 15, The Young Entrepreneur Life or Young Podcaster Life, featuring Jordan Eisen, who is the founder of the FOV Sports Podcast. He's seen a lot of success since 2019 when he started it, and it's really great to have him on. He, uh, today we're going to be talking about his strategies for growing his podcast, how how it's been, and just really how how his experiences have shaped over the past two years. So hope you enjoy. Thank you for having me on today. So pretty much all you need to know about me, at least for this episode, is uh, during quarantine, I, I, I've always liked sports a lot, football and baseball. Um, I mean, like right now I'm following March Madness, but I definitely know the most about football and baseball. And during quarantine, I was just bored as we all were, like no school going on, nothing to go to, can't really hang out with friends or anything. So I was like, I don't know, I guess I'll just start a podcast. And uh, I always have, not always, but in the past couple years, I guess, um, I've been an avid listener of quite a few podcasts. Like I probably consume about three hours of podcasts per day. So I know like a lot of the people in the fantasy football and fantasy baseball industries. I was like, okay, these guys are really cool. And I uh, they always share their emails on the show or say like reach out on Twitter or whatever. So I was like, I, I took them up on that and I started reaching out saying, Hey, would you like to be on my podcast? And I've I pretty much just every week I have a podcast about football or baseball with usually a pretty big name in the industry and chat with them. And I mean, I'm also a student at high school. I'm a junior. So that's also a lot of responsibility to go along with that. But yeah, the podcast, I also have a Instagram. It's mainly just a passion project, really. Um, but I've taken it pretty seriously. I've been consistent with getting up like two Instagram posts per week, getting up one podcast per week, things like that. Um, and it's tough for sure, but I'm sure we'll get into that later. Yeah, I think we've done the same exact thing just with people from uh, like business outlets. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely difficult to balance everything because you have to schedule in things with like you know like different guys in the schedules might not work out for people within like your own team and it's just like yeah, accommodating for guest speakers. Yeah, the problem, the biggest uh, struggle for me. Like once I get in contact with a person, we can usually find a time because like though they might have 50,000 Twitter followers and that seems like a huge deal, like they're still just normal people that just like have a big following because of the nature of their job. So once you get in contact with someone, it's usually po at least possible to find. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, so you just said. So you said you just got interested in podcasting because of you were bored during quarantine and had a passion for sports? Um, More or less, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just not that hard, honestly. Like, it takes perseverance to sit down every day and kind of just, like, actually work on it opposed to just, like, scrolling through TikTok or watching TV show. It does take a little bit of perseverance to get through that. But, like, it's really, it, it takes, like, 
two, one hour a week, just sit down in front of a microphone and talk about something you like. It's fun. Um, it's pretty cool. Like it's a cool thing to talk about with friends and whatnot. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like TikTok in general, like I, I recently I deleted it because I don't know. It's just sometimes it's so addicting. You know, like, yeah, it, it take, your you can scroll through TikTok for like hours, like not even notice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of time. I mean, I have the app. I don't like ever post anything. I mean, Lee, just scroll through if I'm like tired. I have a, I, I put a 30 minute time limit on it so that I don't like go crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's a good way to um, sp- like go viral if you're, if you're talking business, like it's the number one way that you can really go viral like, and like get a ton of people to see you from out of nowhere, really. Like on Instagram, you can work hard, get a following, um, but you, it, it's hard to like get on explore page and all of a sudden just get like 500,000 likes on TikTok. If you get lucky and if you put in, out enough stuff, like it opens a lot of uh, opportunities for small businesses. Yeah. yeah, like I would have used TikTok to market this podcast. It's just I don't, I don't really know how to like you know you know how all these pages are bringing up incentive. Like, have you ever heard of these organizations that maybe offer free AP class resources, like stuff like that? Um, like what's an example? Like, uh, there's this organization that offers free AP resources to all students, like, around the country, around the world. And what they've done is that they've made TikToks offering incentive. Like, so students might be, you know, they're offering them free material and they're asking for nothing in return, but it, it grows their following immensely. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know how to do that with a podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, for my Instagram that's uh like i would consider that maybe half of my whole thing like half of field of vision sports is probably the instagram at least like half of the time i spend um creating stuff maybe more honestly is spent on the instagram and it broadens my podcast's like name it gets it out there um and i mean the incentive i guess that i'm giving out is like what i think is quality content I think my posts look good. I think they have good information. So that kind of um, is a thing. But on TikTok, if you're if your videos have no like redeeming qualities and you're like just doing incentives, I, I, I don't know what a podcast could do there. But on Instagram, it, it connects me to my listeners so they can ask questions, get involved, um, just look at my posts, comment, whatever. Um and that kind of it's not a material incentive but it it certainly is um like something that they get from following me yeah i think it also has to deal with you know how your pages revolved around sports and i I feel sports has been something like so many people are passionate about like i think like a limited number of people are passionate about business it's a good point yeah i have definitely i don't know like the exact percentage but i would estimate about um a fifth of america may not a fifth um but maybe like a fourth feels like passionately enough that they follow like at least one sports page on instagram 
or at least a fourth of yeah. people under 30 or like a fourth of people that have Instagram. I don't know what like any demographics, but um, I do think that like a lot more people are interested in following a sports Instagram page than a business Instagram page. But you yeah. guys seem to be doing well nonetheless. I feel like especially after quarantine last year and like all like all sports were pretty much just shut down. I feel like that's also definitely helped with like this year and like uh people are just so interested in sports this year more than any other year, I think. It's based on Maybe. what I've seen with people. And it's also like it's kind of sad, but like sitting down in front of your TV and watching a football game, like that's one of the only things you could do this winter. Um yeah. Like you can't you can't go out like someone might go to a sports bar or whatever. Can't really do that. Um, you can't like do normal activities, but you can always just sit in front of your TV and watch a football game. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and especially like Maybe. March Madness last year was canceled too. True. Yeah. Uh, going back. Yeah. To, going back to what we said before about TikTok. I remember like there are people in our school who literally would get like a hundred thousand views or like a hundred thousand likes from like that. Just from like one like random post, so I feel like I feel like for a business or not even for a business, like for a podcast, like how we have it, if we can like get like one viral post, and then I feel like that'll spark a lot more engagement than it would for like somebody else because we have like a whole platform behind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. yeah, I know. But like I've searched like up all those. I've, I've searched up so many podcasts on TikTok, and they only the most famous ones like Joe Rogan, people like that. They, those are the ones that have the most successful pages like and all those content on there like other podcasts they're they're scrambling just to get like 25 followers yeah because it's very polar like you either have a ton of followers or like no followers it's not like instagram really where um like right now i think i'm at like 4,500 followers that doesn't like it does exist on tiktok but it's not as much of a bell curve as instagram like instagram sure some people have like only a hundred because they like don't really put much effort into posts. They don't really uh, like go out and try to spread uh, their Instagram page like I do. And then you have some people that are just like building up to becoming huge. Hopefully like my page right now, like that are in the middle. And I would think um, of people that are trying to grow on Instagram, that's probably the majority. So like you kind of have a bell curve. Like some people have very few followers if you're actually trying, you're probably somewhere in the middle. Like, I think you guys have 2,000. That, I mean, that's really solid. I just spend a ton of time on it. Um, so you're somewhere in the middle. And then on the other side of the bell curve, you have, like, a few really huge accounts that, like, are independent and just made it and are successful 100K plus followers. Like, um, And then TikTok, I think it's kind of the other way around. Like you said... But a lot of podcasts, like no matter how hard you try, you're just kind of stuck at sub 100 followers. Um, and then either you go viral or you don't. So there's not much of a middle class. Um, it's mainly just like you have under 100 or you have over 100,000. Know? Yeah, it, it definitely is really polar. Like, I like how you put it. Um, yeah, it's, I feel like just like the nature of TikTok in general, like certain posts are just going to do better than others and like it's almost random kind of like I know some of my friends have like five, six, 7,000 followers on TikTok and, all, and like just like a few hundred on Instagram. And it's just like, 
you know, it's like almost easier and harder to blow up on TikTok at the same time. Mm-hmm. I feel like your it's, content I, I, is like kind of like YouTube too. I think, yeah. I think it's more based on chance and Instagram is uh, more based on like hard work. Like yeah. I've just been, I, I spend like figure 20 minutes a day following and unfollowing people, like trying to get people to notice my page. Yeah, follow for follow. Because, yeah, you can't, you can't really force that type of growth on TikTok. Yeah. Um, TikTok is no, Instagram is like on that now, honestly. Have you gotten banned yet? I've gotten like action blocked temporarily. Um but yeah, yeah. I don't exactly like that happened a lot more at the beginning. I think as your page grows, Instagram's like threshold grows too. And so figure ever since I had zero followers, I've done follow for follow type of thing. Um and so maybe at the beginning my limit like that Instagram gave me might have been like you can only follow seven minutes worth of accounts. Um, but I've still continued doing 10 minutes every day and it's just grown to a point where it's not really a thing anymore. Maybe now it's like allowing for 40 minutes, but I haven't like, I, I don't sit down and follow people for 40 yeah. minutes. That's way too much. Has Instagram allowed you to promote yeah. a post yet? What's that? Uh, has Instagram allowed you to promote posts? They allow me. I, I mean, I'm in high school. I have a, $25 microphone that I'm speaking into right now. I just have earbuds because, like, everyone has earbuds. Um, yeah. And that's really all the money I've spent on this podcast. So I yeah. could promote a post. I might want to try it. It costs, like, $2 sometimes, depending on how, like, what tier you spend. But I haven't done anything like that yet. I think Instagram, get, Eric, didn't Instagram give us money to promote a post or something like that? Yeah, but I never used it because I never could find a good post to promote. How do we get more? I don't know. How, like, how did, how did we get money, though? That's the question. Um, I, That happened. So I'm the editor-in-chief for my school's newspaper. And we got that, too. I think it was, like, a – it was probably, like, a year ago. So it might have been related to COVID. Um, but I haven't gotten that on FOV Sports yet. I wonder and how many you can, people those can reach. Probably a lot. I, I get a lot of, um, I, I don't know if they work because how often do you see an advertisement and actually like it? Mm-hmm. Um, but it could, it could be beneficial, I suppose. I might just want to try it just to see if it's really helpful. Um, like yeah. the next... If we're talking about marketing strategies, like there was this one guy we interviewed, he actually had a business card and he was like revolved around the New York Mets. So he would go to New York Mets games like when during the probably like, you know, the Subway Series when it's the most jam packed and he would just hand out a bunch of his cards to, you know, people that would fit our, his target audience. And he ended up growing his page over 10,000 one year by doing that. Yeah, I could try that. Like, um, so I live in St. Louis, so Cardinals are here and like in the uh, I've never there's never been fans allowed at Bush Stadium at the same time that I've had this page because like I started it over COVID. Um, but like, I definitely go to a ton of Cardinals games and let's face it, like baseball is kind of boring to watch. So like, I have like talked to people just like out and about that. I don't know, not about like my Instagram page, obviously, since it didn't exist, but yeah, like next time I go to a baseball game, I don't know when that will be. Maybe like once the vaccine is out to everybody. Um, but yeah, I could say like, Hey. Uh, you're at Bush Stadium. I assume you're a fan of baseball. Would you mind dropping follow for me? 
That, that's honestly a great idea. I mean, it costs money to enter into a baseball game, but you just buy some uh, $15 seats and you just talk to people. I, I'd be willing to try that for sure. I feel like with business, though, it's, it would be harder to do that kind of strategy. I really don't know, like, you know what I mean? Unless we go to, like, a convention or something. But convention, yeah. That's like... <laughs> yeah, handing out your business cards at a local business. <laughs> that's, that's the only thing I can really think. Because I feel like with sports, that's, like, or that's like really helpful, I feel like, especially like if you can if you can utilize that by going to games. Because there's, like, what, like, there's so many people there that you won't even get yeah, to all of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have a niche. Exactly. And they're, like, they're captive audience, more or less. Um just like go to a concession stand, talk to everybody there. Be like, "Hey, I have this uh, fantasy baseball page. Are you interested in fantasy baseball? Would you mind dropping a follow?" And hopefully, they see that I'm a nice guy. Um, that I'm, I mean, that I'm young and like, that's pretty cool. I think that I'm yeah. young and have a successful uh, podcast and Instagram page, and they'll see that hopefully and maybe consider dropping a follow. I feel like so, if yeah, you're young. yeah, I've I've actually been. I was going to say, like, I feel like if you're young, too, then they'll support you a little bit more. Like, if it's, like, some, like, 25-year-old dude who's, like, doing the same thing, then, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like you get more yeah, support they, that way. Exactly. Yeah, I'll try yeah. that next time I go to um, a baseball game and tell you guys how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, I've been meaning to ask you. So, you, you're, like, you're paid in nonstop. They're posting stories of, like, you know, people giving you Apple podcast reviews, like, how have you like reached out to people doing that? Okay, asking. Uh, I'll, I'll yeah. break down how I do Instagram. And not gonna lie, it's kind of cheating the system, but um, it works. Um, so what I do is every morning. So I use N followers, which is a site. It tells you who's not following you back. So every morning, I um, I unfollow everybody that doesn't follow me back, just so that my following doesn't get crazy high um and then once i'm done with that i um i find an account that's similar to mine posting like football or baseball rankings and uh hopefully like they're about the same size as me and i go on their most recent post and i go through everybody that's like that photo and if they are a sports page um so I follow like everybody that has a good following to follower ratio, meaning that uh, just statistically they're more likely to follow me back. So I drop a follow for them and I'm not going to like unfollow them. I think that's kind of rude, but um, I'll drop a follow for them kind of just to get them to notice me. Their choice to follow back or not, um, if they don't follow back, seems fair that I unfollow them the next day. But uh, just for normal people, that's how I do it. And then if I come across a sports page that's like a, let's just say a Toronto Blues, Blue Jays fan page. Um, so instead of following them under like Instagram saved replies under the C key on my keyboard, it says F for F question mark. And I click that and it's send I like, it's just engraved in my head. Click C, click that button, send. And then it says F for F and then eventually they like that message they say yep follow back or something like that and so i follow back i think that's fair um and then from there i have another saved reply that says like thanks for the follow uh would you mind 
dropping an Apple podcast review for my podcast. It takes just a few seconds and really helps out a lot. Um, and then as another safe reply, I say like, if you take a screenshot of your review, I'll give you a sh uh, shout out on my story. Um, and so I'm pretty much just using my story to get Apple podcast reviews. And that's not necessarily the right way to go about it, but I want my pot. Like I legit think my podcast is pretty cool. Like, if I didn't own it, I think I would seriously listen to it. Um, and so I wanted to get out there and I'm just trying a way to grow it. It might not be completely ethical, but um, it's not hurting anybody. It's just kind of using things not the way they were meant to be used. But um, I think that's okay, at least to an extent. Um, and hopefully it boosts me up the apple podcast uh search engine and as i've been doing it i've definitely been gaining listeners so it's been working um definitely does take a lot of time but yeah i, I think i'm seeing some results for sure and i mean i have a lot of reviews the reviews don't really mean anything like you're saying nice job but like most of the people haven't actually listened to the podcast they're just completely not real so the reviews don't mean too much but just to give you a gauge of how much i've done this i've i've gotten like i think right now i'm at 250 apple podcast reviews which is quite a few like um it, it's hard to get reviews that, that's for sure yeah i think that's how we found you actually <laughs> you sent us uh like i think i'm pretty sure you said we'll give you a shout out if uh <laughs> if you give us a review yeah i i mean i do it all the time i probably send 50 no yeah that sounds too much uh i probably send out like 25 um f4fs per day and depending on how many people follow back um then i just like proceed in the um agenda to get them to drop a podcast uh, to drop a review and i mean it works sometimes so yeah and i guess since you usually if it's a public page that's like not an actual person's like account then i do it so like you guys would qualify i guess how do you go about like growing your page um like based on your posts like how many hashtags like or like do you prioritize hashtags or things like that like tags and everything yeah so i think it's just really important to actually put out good content and uh, I'm lucky enough to have Photoshop just since my mom happens to be a graphic designer. So like I have access to it, um, which is definitely something that not many people can boast. And that's helped out a lot. But even if you don't and you're listening to this, you're thinking about starting an Instagram page, whatever, you can use Canva and get a similar result. It might not be as like sophisticated, but you can get pretty close. Um, and they're definitely endless resources out there um oh, what have you used what do you mean like in terms of uh post design material so pretty much uh, there are three pretty clear phases on my page so one when i was just starting out i downloaded an image off of google images i cut out the background i put them on my black background and i set a cool stat about them um and then I started a different phase kind of where I just did only top five lists. Um, and 
I mean, they got results. I didn't necessarily love them. It really limited my flexibility to do what I wanted to share. But I was taking some really hard classes at the time, and they were very easy to create. So um, for the time that I did those, it was, it, it was useful. But recently, I have a series of like, I don't know, like 10 templates that I kind of just cycle through pretty often. Um, sometimes I, uh, what's the word, deviate and um, make a new template for like a really specific thing. Like recently, NFL free agency opened. So I made a new template that like kind of uh, conveys like where I think people will land in free agency. But I have like a top 12 rankings. I have a top five rankings with like one big picture. I, I just have various um, templates and I always like uh, they have masks. And if you're familiar with Photoshop, you can probably pretty easily recreate them. Um, but I just like, with a template, I make the, like, I think of the content. So maybe I'm doing um, my, like, my favorite Super Bowl performances or something. So I have um, a template that's a list of eight. So I thought of my favorite Super Bowl performances, um, my top eight favorite. Um, and then I just have, I put the pictures in, I scale them appropriately. And yeah. Uh, that's how I make the posts. As for hashtags, um, I the it's weird. So some they're very um, they're huge variables, and that's I right now. For example, I'm my posts. If I don't do well on hashtags, I usually get four hundred likes. Um, about just like from people seeing it from following me. But if hashtags blew up, like, it, it's very possible I get 700. Um, and I do use all 30 hashtags on every single post. Um, they've been really bad lately, so I'm trying new things. Like, on my most recent post, I think it was the first time ever that I didn't use hashtags just to see if that would kind of do anything. Unfortunately, Instagram crashed, like, at the same time, so it didn't really work out. But... Um, if you're starting out, hashtags are definitely important to use and they can pretty much double your likes um, and get you a much bigger audience. I never get that many follows from a post, um, which is weird. I, I don't know how accurate that stat is because days that I post, I get a lot more um, followers like that weren't from follow for follow than I would on a day that I don't post. So. I don't know how accurate that stat is, but usually I get like zero or one, like very, very low number. Um, so organic growth is tough. I, I've found that you definitely need to force it. And within forcing it, it definitely does take a lot of time. Uh, what kind of people have you had on your podcast? Like specifically like any sports analysts that people might know from like tv or something like that um so the fantasy industry is pretty niche if you listen to a bunch of fantasy podcasts you would know the guys i'm talking to like uh they the best way to kind of convey um their 
like magnitude of fame, I guess, is their Twitter following. So like uh, some guys have 10,000, some guys have 50,000, um, some guys have 100,000, not many, but um, a few. Next week, ironically, is probably my biggest poll yet. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of them, but maybe some of your audience has. Um, I'm talking to Andy Holloway of the Fantasy Footballers. They're like the biggest independent um, fantasy football podcast. So it's a pretty big deal if you like listen to fantasy football podcasts. But is it really just like if you know Stephen A. Smith's or anything like if you don't listen to fantasy podcasts, you wouldn't really know the people I'm talking to. But if you do, you would totally know them. Like, they're the biggest names in the industry, I would say. It's just a matter of how big the industry itself is. But if you want me to name drop um, a little bit, uh, I've talked to, like, Steve, Steve Gardner of USA Today, Adam Azer of CBS, um, Jason Collette of various things justin mason like I, I could go on you can just look at my podcast um, and see who i've talked to but yeah w within the industries they're pretty big just not that many people in general like if you took a sample of a thousand people maybe like 10 listen to uh, fantasy podcasts but if you do listen to fantasy podcasts you would know these guys Hmm. I'm trying to think of what else I wanted to say. Uh, one thing that we can talk about, I mean, I kind of hit on it a little bit, but just balancing school and um, podcast. Yeah, I was just thinking that too. School and something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, honestly, it's, it's kind of tough it's really sometimes. Tough. Yeah, right now, I'm taking AP Physics, which is not my thing. Um. Physics one. Yeah, it, it's a mess. Yeah. I hate it. Um, but do you want to go into STEM when you get older? Honestly, ideally, I just have sort of an independent fantasy podcast. I don't know how uh, realistic that is. It's probably not. I'd be I, I data science and data analytics. I think are also interesting, and that kind of combines into having a fantasy podcast because you do a lot of data. So that's a little STEM. Um, but yeah, physics is, I, I mean, I don't, I, I'm not failing the class or anything. It's just definitely like, it's the hardest class I've taken. And uh, yeah, that's what I've heard too from people where we live. Yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, I've taken other AP classes and they've been perfectly fine. I mean, their workload is definitely more than a regular class, but that's like expected, AP physics yeah. is something else. Yeah, it, it's definitely. Yeah. And I mean, I probably just should have taken regular physics. Like, I'm definitely not going to be a physicist or anything. Like, um, last year I took uh, regular chemistry and all my friends were taking uh, honors chemistry. And they were so stressed and I was just, like, perfectly fine. I flexed on them all the time, like, saying, you've got two hours of chem homework. I have, like, five minutes. Um but I probably, <laughs> I probably should have done the same thing with physics. I don't know why I took AP physics. It's a really hard class. And if you don't have interest in it, like, yeah. it's cool to kind of, like, understand why things happen the way they do. 
But is it really worth like two or three hours of homework every night? I, I don't know. Yeah. But anyways, um, just like I am taking hard classes. I'm the editor in chief of school newspaper. It's a lot of stuff on my plate. Luckily, I don't play a sport. I only talk about sports. So that saves a lot of my time. Um, but yeah, balancing school and podcast is tough. Um, you have to, first of all, just take school into consideration when you're planning a podcast. Like that wipes out half the day pretty much. Um, and then it's hard to sometimes find time to um, actually like make my Instagram posts because depending on what I'm making, it can take upwards of three hours sometimes. So that in addition to all this physics homework I've got, it's kind of a lethal combo, which I don't like. Um, but like right now, I'm. it's just really... Uh, I uh, I applied for a leadership position recently, and in it, I talked about, like, okay, so they're 24 hours in a day. Figure for school and sleep, that co- that is 14 hours. Um, and that leaves you 10 hours every day to do homework and do what you want. Um, it, it's 70 hours a week. That's how long you have to kind of create your destiny um and i mean though i do have so figure on on the long end i have three hours of ap physics homework so not so what that's seven hours a day that's 49 hours a week that's still a ton of time to do what i want you're getting eight hours of sleep yeah it's a big flex but really i get a lot of sleep um my virtual school definitely helps with that um really wow I don't. <laughs> what time does your school start? Like seven twenty-seven. Um, seven thirty. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. For me, it. So my school schedule. This is kind of getting away from the actual topic, but I hope that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so my Gov teacher, uh, Gov is my first block. So my school technically does start at seven thirty, but uh, our schedule is weird. So we've got like one hour classes and then like 30 minutes of like asynchronous learning to pretty much just work on homework. So my gov teacher was like, okay, guys, I don't want to work, wake up early either. What if we just get rid of that 30 minutes of asynchronous time and uh, class just starts 30 minutes later. So um, my first block starts at eight, which uh, for a normal person might mean that they're um, that they need to eat breakfast. They need to brush their teeth and everything before first block. Not for me. So my second block this year, it was like a not even through my school district. It was just a like v- virtual. It, everything's virtual, of course, but like even without COVID, it would have been virtual. It's just completely at your own pace. Do this class. It was American baseball history, actually. So I pretty much just. Fit, like I had worked on it, but I, I did like half the class over President's Day weekend and just finished it. So um, now my second block is completely clear. So I eat breakfast. I follow people on Instagram. I do all of that during second block. So I can wake up at um, eight o'clock, five minutes before my first block starts. And then once my first block ends, I do everything during when I 
should be doing American baseball history, but since I already finished the class, um, I have time to eat breakfast. So figure I do that, and then I fall asleep at like 11 or so, um, and then that's nine hours. It, it's very... It, I'm very lucky to have this schedule right now to, that like is conducive to me getting nine hours of sleep because that's not the same for my friends because usually school, first of all, should start at 7.30 and then usually you have to eat breakfast and everything before that. So a lot of people are waking up at 6.45. My schedule is just perfect and I wake up at 8. So, Wait, how um, many hours yeah, of school do you of have sleep. a day? Um, so it should be from 7.30 to 2.30, so I guess that is seven hours of school. Oh, we go just from 7.30 to 11.30. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that that definitely differs. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I have a ton of oh. physics homework. I have, like, usually one AP Gov assignment uh, per day. Oh, are you in U.S. or college? Uh, just U.S., and that that that's not nearly as hard as physics. Like in my, it might be thirty minutes of homework. It's so different. Um, and that might just be me being bad at science. I've never liked sciences, but um, physics is tough. Anyways, so I've got I've got gov, and then I've got American baseball history, which I'm done with. Um, and then physics, and then newspaper. So newspaper also takes a lot of time. But um. Yeah, a- anyways, as I was saying, figure physics homework takes me three-ish hours per day. That gives you 50 minutes a week, 50 hours a week to really just do what you want. I don't have a job. I don't play a sport. So none of that um, has to be accounted for, luckily. Um, and then, of course, I like have to eat dinner and whatever. But 50 hours a week is definitely enough time to run a podcast. And... um yeah, like, it, it's really possible. It's just a matter of how consistent can you be and can you actually push yourself to do something that's totally not necessary for however many hours every week. Like, no one's making me do a podcast. Um, it's just, like, me pushing myself, and it's really just a matter of if you can do that or not. Yeah, I guess it, a really big part that plays into it is your passion for it. Like, if you really enjoy it. Yeah, that, that's true. Because like you're just not. Doing it's not a chore. Yeah. Like, um, for me, if maybe if we switched places and I had to make a podcast and Instagram page about business, that would be like a school project. I, I would not be into that. Um, but sports, it's like. I have, like, my top 300 fantasy baseball rankings. Um, and, like, that's fun for me to compare, like, who would you rather have of Michael Grantley and Alec Bohm? Like, it's fun to think about for that, like, that. But talking about, like, market share and doing business stuff, for me, at least, I, I wouldn't, I don't, since I don't have a passion for that, it would be more of a chore. But um, getting to talk about and actually create content for something that I like, um, that I, I think that's pretty cool. And it's a lot like it's the same amount of time of work maybe as you guys do, but um, I enjoy it more um, than if I had to do a business or maybe even a physics podcast. Like I would, I, I think I would just die 
um, if I had to do a physics podcast. But yeah, for sports, it's definitely fun to create content, and at least for me, since I have a passion for it. Yeah, I mean, I, it's all about just having that motivation, like you said before. Just uh, like you know, if you enjoy it, then it won't really seem as much like work than if you didn't enjoy it. Yep, that is true. And that's definitely a big thing. Um, yeah. And, um, uh, well, Devin, do you have anything oh, to gonna, say? Yeah. Or do you, yeah, do you have anything to say? I'll, I'll go. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I had to take the yeah. SAT, which was definitely took a lot of time. Um, but, um, Balance. So balancing school in a podcast is a struggle. Balancing something else in a podcast is very tough. Like I, I usually, so for my podcasts, I try to send my guest like um, the notes and like questions that I'm going to be asking a couple days in advance of the podcast. But with the SAT coming up, like I was getting it to the night before, getting it to them like the night before day of. Um, and it, like, I'm really not lucky, I guess, but um, in order to do a podcast like this, if you're playing a sport or if your classes, like, if you're in a class, so I'm in physics and I don't get that, but if you're in, like, like what physics is to me, if you're in two of those and you're trying to run a podcast, that would not go well. Like, it just notice like if you're thinking about starting a podcast and you're young in school or whatever, and you have something else going on that's like a huge activity. You play a sport. You have two classes that you really don't understand. Uh, maybe you play an instrument really seriously. Something like that is really it, I, like doing the SAT and this podcast. That was hard. If you play a sport year round or something like. That would be impossible. It's just like choosing how you want to spend your time. And for me, instead of play, playing baseball or whatever, I talk about it. Um, and that's just my choice. But it, it would be hard to um, talk about, like, no matter how much you like sports, it would be really hard to talk about your passion and like create content like I do in addition to something else that that is difficult yeah of course um, Hi, uh, I don't really have anything else to say I think kind of answered everything we had a good discussion yeah for sure yes yeah, I am right, uh, re-ending the recording sure